Grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, sometimes we have difficulties in our lives, don't we? We have the promise of our Lord and Savior saying that he is intending to work all things for our good. We have the wonderful promises given to each of us and and yes, to the great saints of old. And yet, as we're kind of going through history, as, as we're reviewing the lives of those great leaders who came before us, we often find them in difficulty, don't we? The Apostle Paul today, he is speaking to us from prison. And why is he there in in prison? Is it because he he just didn't quite get the message? Is it because he he just can't quite get his life together? Is is it, you know, he keeps falling into sin and he he doesn't know what's happening? No, none of those things are true, are they? The Apostle Paul is living life as God intends for him to live. He's right there in the center of God's will. But the consequence from the world is that now he's in jail. It's just kind of like that that great man of old Daniel, isn't it? No, there, there is Daniel serving the Lord from his youth. There is Daniel doing everything right. There is Daniel who's beginning to have enemies coming against him because he's the favorite. He's the favorite because God's blessing him because he's doing things right. But they even began to spy on Daniel outside his home because they got the king to create an edict that only the king should be worshipped. You can't worship God anymore. You can only worship the king, but they know that Daniel prays to God. And so there they are outside his home, spying upon him, just waiting for him to go to the Lord in prayer so they can bust it. They can make his life miserable. You see, yes, in this world, God has great things for us as Christians, but in this world, we're going to have trouble at times. A great apostle is going to go to jail for no reason. A great man of God is going to be hindered in his prayers because of an act of government. The great people of the Lord are going to experience difficulty. It's going to be troublesome. A pastor I I read about, you know, kind of went through some of those difficulties on his own. Early in his ministry, his wife had died from cancer, uh, leaving him to raise an only son by himself. And uh, of course, uh, because of of those extra circumstances, he's, you know, very close to his only son, right? his son doing music during the services in his you know, teenage 
years and, and you know, kind of the, the one person he can talk to outside of the, the church in the home. And then, you know, 9-11 rolled a, around, you know, way back there, you know, well, 21 years ago, right? And through those events, his son decided to enlist in the army. And his son went off to war. And, and he, you know, he, he maybe a, a little bit arrogantly, maybe, you know, believed that you know, he, he's a, a good man of God and he's been serving, you know, all, all of these years. And he'd been a, a Christian as a, a young child and he went directly, you know, into the seminary and he always, you know, had a, a great heart for the Lord and he felt like, you know, his, his prayers were, you know, pretty effective and he had other pastors in the area praying for his son. And, and you know, when pastors get together, certainly, you know, their, their prayers must be heard. He's preparing for Holy Week. And, and, and he's thinking about, okay, you know, Monday, Thursday is coming up and, and Good Friday is coming up. And then, you know, Easter Sunday and, you know, he, he's, you know, trying to get ready for those services. And the two officers in the army car came to his house. You see, his son had died in combat. And so uh, there he is. His prayers have failed. And maybe some of those other pastors, they, they didn't really pray when, when they said they were going to pray. Maybe, maybe they let him down. He, he doesn't know, you know where, where to go. He doesn't know quite what's happening. How could his son die in combat after everything that he'd done to raise him? He's only 19. Okay, he is, was in a tough place. And dear friends, maybe you are in a, a tough place right now. Maybe you have friends and family members who are, are, are in difficult circumstances. Maybe you're reflecting back on your life and, and you're saying, oh, I, I tried to do things right. And, you know, I got baptized and I, I got confirmed and I, I was married in, in the church and I, I brought my kids uh, back and I, I tried to raise them in, in the church. And, and, you know, we've been doing things like we're supposed to. We've been, you know, giving uh, money and we've been, you know, donating time and we've been, you know, working faithfully. And now, you know, we, we got defrauded. And now we lost a loved one. And now I, I don't know how to face my retirement. And, and, and now, I, you know, my, my kids are in trouble. And now I'm struggling. Now I'm in prison. Now, now my neighbors are, are spying on me. Now I'm going through difficulties as I don't know even why? So we do have these great promises, don't we? 
And, and, and we do have these wonderful words of the Lord that he's going to be with us. And, and he's going to be, you know, making all things work together for our good. And, and he, he's, you know, going to be there for us to depend on. And yet, like I said, maybe you're the one in some kind of a, a prison. You know, I, I know you're not down at the local jail right now, but maybe it's a financial kind of a prison. Or, or you know, maybe it's relatives and, and conflict and, and you feel like you're in, in some kind of a prison. Maybe it's just, just things aren't working out that well right now and, and you have a little bit of despair. Dear friends, we know the, the good news, though, from the stories I, I shared, don't we? We know that even though Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, he walked away. Can you imagine that as your form of execution? You know, here, here's these lions, and, and we've been starving these lions for, you know, a, about a week or so, and, and now we're going to throw you, the, the, the human meat, down into the lion pit. You imagine that as a, a form of, of execution, and, and Daniel faces that. He, he has, you know, maybe a, a dark night in, in his soul when he's saying, Lord, tomorrow I'm, I'm getting fed to the lions and I don't know what's going to happen. He's probably concerned a little bit, maybe, yeah. But Daniel went through that experience and the Lord protected him in those circumstances and, and he walked out of that situation. The, the king, of course, is so impressed that Daniel was restored to his position. The king said, you know, hey, let's worship the God that took care of that guy. That was pretty impressive. But who else could do that? Stop the mouths of the hungry lions. Who could do that? You know, for the, the pastor I was telling you about today, you know, he well, he made it through, you know, Monday, Thursday. You know, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, those are kind of somber, you know, services. We're thinking about our, our Lord going to his death, being executed and crucified. And, and so you kind of finish on, on Friday and you're, you know, despondent and, and you know, being somber is a, a pretty appropriate mood. But there he is, you know, Saturday morning, and he's thinking, okay, I'm supposed to preach on Easter Sunday about the resurrection of our Lord, and my son has died. And he was sitting in his, his study there, and, and you know, he's uh, contemplating how, you know, maybe he failed as a, a father, maybe his, his uh, prayers weren't e effective, and he has a, a lot of self-doubt. And he, he kind of glances up, and here's a, a Mercedes-Benz convertible coming up the, the drive to his parsonage. And he's, you know, kind of scratching his head. You know, it's not really the the neighborhood where Mercedes-Benz convertibles come 
pulling up and he, he doesn't quite know what's going on. And this, this uh, well-dressed lady gets out and is coming to the door. And, you know, again, he's kind of scratching his head. He answers the bell and, and, and she says, you know, uh, Pastor, excuse me, but you know, about a, a year ago, you did a, a funeral service for a military member down in the cities, and I, I was at that service. And some of the things you, you said at, at that time, they, they really touched my heart, and I'm, I'm kind of going through a hard time again right now. I, I, I thought I would seek you out. And just ask for your prayers. And so he invited this lady in, and they sat down at the kitchen table, you know, and, and, and he began once more to find the voice of God within himself. And he was able to share with this grieving, troubled woman about the love of Jesus. Again. That yes, in this world, you know, we're, we're going to have trouble. And, and in this world, we might be in prison. And in this world, we might lose a son to war. In this world, there's going to be complications and there's going to be times perhaps that we go to prison. There's going to be times that it seems like we're getting fed to the lions tomorrow. But Jesus has promised to be with us. See? Jesus has promised to hold our hand and go through these terrible events alongside of us. Jesus has promised that he will hold us in his loving arms as we weep and cry, as our hearts are breaking. Jesus promised he will wipe every tear from our eyes. He'll be there. He'll go with us through the trials, the tribulations. He'll hold our hands. He'll make us strong again. If we will but walk with him. See? That pastor was able to overcome his grief and make the Easter message count, see. He's able to continue on in his ministry uh, through many, many more years, telling people about the Jesus who took care of him when his wife got cancer and passed away, who was able to be by his side as his son was taken because of war, who was still faithful, you see. And dear friends, that same message goes out to you and I here today. No matter what our circumstance, no matter what kind of a, a mental prison we might find ourselves in, no matter what the, the financial pressures 
might be during these uncertain times. No matter that you, you just saw your whole retirement account get wiped out because of the great inflation that's been <coughs> taking place. No matter that a, a loved one ha, has passed or, or things didn't go your way or your, your kids are in trouble or they're struggling with different aspects in their lives. The promise remains the same, doesn't it? That God so loved the world, God so loved you and I, that he sacrificed his only son to make a way home for us. <laughs> there is something beyond this world, isn't there? There's God. There's heaven. There's a place where there will be no more tears. There's a place where there will be no more sin. There will be no con men to rip you off. There's a place where you will simply be in God's wonderful presence. We will behold him face to face. Where you will experience his love every second of every day. A place that we can now go to because Jesus paid the price. See, that's the bottom line, isn't it? God never promised that if you just would know Jesus that everything will be smooth and great and, and awesome. But he promised if you know Jesus, your sins can be forgiven. And if you know Jesus, you can make it home to God. And if you know Jesus, you can experience him every day. And even in the midst of your pain, even though you're Paul and in prison, even though you're Daniel and in the lion's den, even though it, it's you and whatever you're experiencing, Jesus will be there with you. And he'll hold your hand and he'll take you through and he will wipe every tear from your eyes. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.